Hey. Hey, you. Yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. Hi, mighty ones. Another episode today with a magnificent lady that I adore. So let me introduce you to Jenna Moynihan. Oh gosh, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, you butchered that one really good. Jada Moynihan. Hi. <laughs> oh, better. So sorry. Oh, I need more coffee. I hear it all. <laughs> I've met Jenna and she's absolutely fantastic. She's all about the who. Tell us in a few sentences, what do you do? Well, I'm a divine mission coach and a spiritual mentor. I love working with intuitive explorers and conscious entrepreneurs. I love to help them really deepen their connection with their higher power, however they relate to that. And my big thing is helping people discover their divine mission to get more clear on it, to get more aligned with it, you know, really leverage it and leverage universal wisdom to live and work at your highest level to improve your, your daily life. I'm all about practical spirituality. I mean, like I'm super woo-woo, super into the magical, mystical, metaphysicalness of it all. It, that is my jam, but only to the extent that it can actually help and work into my daily life and the lives of my clients. Otherwise, it's just, you know, fluff. <laughs> I, don't yeah. do, I don't do fluff, but... I am woo-woo, so it's an interesting balance. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this mix because as anyone working, you know, setting a business, you need to be grounded, you need to take care of all sorts of really practical things. But if you don't have like a proper map, you can really get distracted and kind of sail into the really wrong direction. So I think it's fantastic that you really recenter that divine mission you, you talk about and you are really, really fond of but to navigate the real, you know, the reality of everybody's business and life. And it's really to add to your toolbox, isn't it? As a small yeah. business or a healer or a coach to have that centered. So yeah, it's not an evasion towards something else. It's the opposite. It's really getting back to us, which is, as you said, it's, it's not everybody. But <laughs> I really yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean, it's practical spirituality. I've known a lot of people who really get into spirituality and sometimes a little bit of spiritual ego takes over. And what I what I mean by that is they'll start using like spiritual language and spiritual jargon to as an excuse to not do stuff, you know, like oh, well, you know, my third chakra is just not in it today. So I'm just not going to really handle what I really need to handle. <laughs> you know, things like that. Like, I just, I don't get into that. I like spirituality in so much as it can help me not hinder me. That yeah, makes sense. I think that's, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I think it's a really good motto and a really good reminder for all our woo friends out there to really 
embrace the woo for the good reason and not to use it as a screen to shelter yourself from your responsibilities and the good action you're going to actually bring the good results in your in your life so that's fantastic how did you embrace it when you started your business because you started as a proper psychic and then you developed your business yeah actually my first career i went to school for culinary arts and wow. i was um a pastry chef and um a vegetarian chef for a few years that was actually what i went to school for and then i ended up not you know because i had a real passion for cooking and i always just knew like i'm not going to do work unless i feel passion for it that was just always in me and i didn't really get that from my parents i don't know why it was just, but that was just always in me like i'm just not going to do it unless i am really into it so I ended up going from working in the back of the house and being really creative and cooking and doing the things that I really enjoyed to having to end up like waiting tables because I made more money waiting tables than I was making working in the back. So I went to through two years of school and spent a lot of money to wait tables and I was definitely not feeling spiritually fulfilled in that. And I have always been a very in tune kind of spiritually oriented person always. So I, you know, really began to pursue, you know, what it would look like if I actually made money for doing something that was like my biggest passion and yeah, I just like printed up a sign from my little print shop program on my computer at the time and just like hung it around the town I was living in. And slowly but surely, people started to, you know, find me and give me money for my tarot card readings because tarot cards have always been like my first passion. It's like my favorite spiritual tool. And then people started giving me, you know, money, just like a little bit at first, but then it built and I started getting invited to do events and, you know, getting booked more and more. And it, it just started taking over a bit more, you know, and I got like a couple of gigs and opportunities. Really, up. Yeah. Really grew organically. You really started really small. And uh, I think that's a reminder for many people. Like if you want to test an ID, just start really small and then you're going to see that it takes over if you if you reach out to the right people to your right tribe isn't it so how well, yeah. went from real meeting people to jumping to the online world because that's always a gap that's a bit scary for people to <laughs> jump online yeah it can be and it was definitely like a slower progression i've always like done my own website I've had a website, myname.com. I've had that since 2006, I think. So, you know, I always wanted to have an online presence, but, you know, back then it was nothing like what it is now. Your website was more like a brochure or like an extended business card. It yeah. wasn't really this sort of, you know, interactive or engaging experience. It wasn't like, you know, a hub for your marketing as much as it is now. It was just like, you know, wow, you're really fancy if you have a website because it's like more than a business card, <laughs> you know? And so, so for me, I just kind of put it up and just had it and 
never really like updated it or thought about it or anything like that. I was still, you know, just doing my thing. It was basically where people could like find out my prices and the services I was offering and just didn't really think about it much beyond that. But I was just, you know, most of what I was doing was working in like a, a crystal shop, giving tarot card readings to like walk-in visitors. And then I would like worked at a, at a gay bar on Monday nights and gave like $5 tarot readings. And we also had $5 martinis and $5 manicures, ironically, during that time. So it was like, oh, like Monday nights were like always super fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were interesting, man. <laughs> How they should be because you know, for many people, Mondays are dreaded. It's like the start of the week right. at work, you know, work they don't enjoy. So you need to have something that makes you look, you know, forward up to it. So why exactly. not? You know, really good <laughs> evening on a Monday in the bar. That's how we like it. <laughs> exactly. And um, how did you? decide to create that community because uh from your your website i i know you do tarot card you did a session for me and that was so spot on it was so funny because i was like oh well okay yeah yeah <laughs> i loved our time together by the way yeah that was so good and you also have a community because you want to reach yes. out to more people and you want to support more people so how did that idea of creating a really safe place emerge because I know you've been through lots of transition one yes. big in particular and I imagine finding the support must have been quite hard at the time so do you want it to was. talk to us a bit about it okay so all right we've got a few transitions here in my life the one that you're referring to is me being transgendered the other transition that we're talking about here is in business when I actually went from kind of working as I was working as a psychic to kind of moving more into like doing coaching, which was around 2014. And that was after 10 years of doing psychic uh, tarot readings, mediumship readings, all of that. I wanted to move more into a coaching model and then the group and the community and all of that to support people who were spiritual explorers and entrepreneurs that really kind of started to emerge in like mid like 2015 after I took Kimra Luna's Be True Brand U course and she had a training on groups and all of that. And it just felt like a really natural organic way for me to, to market and connect and to like lead with value. I had never really gotten into like the marketing or like the business aspect of my business before. Like, honestly, I just wanted to do the work. I didn't really care about anything else. So I just like showed up and constantly did the work, but didn't like really have a plan or a strategy or I didn't do hardly any like list building or anything for a decade. So, you know, the way that it's evolved over the last couple of years has been like in leaps and bounds. And it has been like a huge transition for me professionally. Yeah, because I can really imagine you doing your thing and then one thing bringing another thing without it being planned because that's how we work. Like so often we're so in a rush, always hustling and trying to get connection and thinking just week by week. It's hard sometimes to project yourself into something a bit bigger. And sometimes it's a bit yeah. scary to see something bigger. You know, that's something I've hidden last year. I was thinking of the podcast and then I had a freak out about being actually visible for no sensible reason whatsoever. But it takes uh, a bit of working on yourself, I imagine, to see yourself in a bigger place, in a leadership 
role. Absolutely. Um, Cause like when you think about it, like it makes sense and you can see it and you're like, Oh yeah, you know, like I'll start a group. Oh yeah. Like I'll do like live streaming and podcasting and all of this good stuff. But when you actually get into do it and then you have the visibility stuff and then you have inevitable tech things, as you know, that kind of come up around it, it becomes kind of overwhelming really quickly. It really pushes you. It really pushes you out of your comfort zone. It brings all of your shadow stuff, dark side stuff. Like it just, it just brings it all up, all your crap. It just comes up and you have to look at it. And, you know, that's kind of why I think business is like one of the most effective spiritual paths that anybody can take for personal transformation for sure. But yeah, so the other transition that that we were talking about earlier in my life, because my life just seems to be sort of like one transition and one coming out after the next. (laughs) I wonder if that transition and that discovery of yourself when we're younger and the lack of maybe support, I can imagine at the time there was less talk about it, there was less support. So is that something that's at the core of your business, at the core of your divine mission yourself? Is that something that you want to develop later as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, there is so much more support now and so much more, so much more connection and information out there about the transgender community, just about the whole LGBT community as a whole. There's so much more support and information, but there is still also a tremendous amount of ignorance. You know, queer youth is is getting killed or committing suicide every day still. And yeah, it's, it's really, really intense. We had the case of a, um, a young French uh, guy who's been mocked and bullied online by a, a TV presenter. That's been really shocking and really, you know, that's been a really bad, bad uh, state of affair. And basically that journalist outed him out online. Oh. And the parents recognize his voice and they kick him out of his place. Oh and it is absolutely heartbreaking and that should not happen. The good thing is that that kind of forced people to talk about the problem of, you know, not accepting it and bullying people for who they are. But yeah, you can see it's a really dire reminder that there's still a lot of work to be done. Absolutely. Uh, There is. There's still miles to go. I mean, you know, in my mind, because I'm so kind of removed from it. And I've I've been so settled into my own skin for so long. And with the community that I've built and the community that I connect with, you know, I, I never really experienced that kind of judgment or discrimination Mm. anymore. And it's, it's kind of easy to almost think like, wow, it's not out there. But, you know, I remember, as a kid being shocked that like racism was still a thing and that people still had an issue with other people for the color of their skin. Yeah. I mean, there's still a long way to go with discrimination of all forms. And it is absolutely something that, that is connected with my divine mission, especially like helping transgendered youth who are just at the beginning of their discovery. Cause you know, I got lucky sort of stumbling into some of the opportunities that I did to be myself. And I was also really fortunate that ultimately my parents were accepting and, and very supportive, even mm. though it was a real challenge at first, I was very, very blessed 
with my journey at this time and in, in the place and the culture I was living in. I was raised in North Carolina in the, in the South and it's very, a very backwater mentality. So, yeah, you, you've been the exception that has been able to flourish despite of the environment, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm a unicorn, for sure. And I am celebrated as a unicorn now, but growing up, I was not celebrated as a unicorn. So, I mean, to have to deal with, like, society and on top of having to deal with, like, not getting supported by family and stuff, like, my heart just really, really goes out to... Uh, to people in that in that circumstance, LGBT youth in particular, and um, I had a lot of friends who you know were were really abused, were ostracized by their family. I've seen what they've had to go through, how it's affected their life, mm-hmm. and that you know when that happens, you you really don't have a choice but to create your family. You know your your friends and the people who you bring in, they become your family. They become your support system and it's, you know, it's definitely like a soul tribe kind of, kind of thing. And um, yeah, that's, that's so, such a huge part of why I do what I do and why I speak so openly about my journey and my story with that. Mm. And I always, always think of you anytime I see Wonder Woman now. Uh, we've got the film coming out and you were talking to us about a, a memory in your childhood about Wonder Woman. And every time now I'm like, yeah, Jenna, that's for her. You know what? And I am not <laughs> Yeah, right. Like the, the bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. I am not mad about that at all, that you associate me with Wonder Woman. I have a lot of people who are like always like tagging me on like, Wonder Woman products with the movie coming out now. Like I'm getting tagged Wonder Woman like all the time and I am not mad at it at all. Like I have a lifelong obsession with Wonder Woman and mermaids. And unicorns. Uh, and unicorns and of course. Tiaras. And your beautiful tiara, which I adore, I have to say. One day I'll have to try and I feel really shy putting a tiara on, but I think it has to be done. I'll have to try one this year. So I send you a picture. You know, it's kind of hard to feel like when you're wearing a tiara. (laughs) There's something quite, um, you know, you can embrace the goddess that you are. And yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be one of my uh, new thing. I've decided to do quite a few new things this year to kind of renew myself and freshen up my eyes on things. So putting a tiara on. I want to see it on Instagram and I want you to tag me in that picture. I (laughs) will. Pinky square, I will. Okay. (laughs) And a little tip for the people like me who are straight but feel like a proper ally and want to do maybe more to support the cause. Any tips on how to get more information or things to do? Wow, what a great question. Like, I always love it when I hear somebody ask that. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is just education you know the biggest thing with people it's like the biggest favor that you can do to the lgbt community and you know particularly like trans community is to just be a little bit more educated about it understand a little bit about you know etiquette try to be like open to learning but inquisitive like not not afraid to ask questions just kind of knowing the things that are 
sort of not necessarily okay to ask unless it's a case by case thing, of course, unless the person is just, you know, open and volunteers the information. Like Mm. don't ask a trans person, like what their name used to be. Don't ask them, you know, about any surgeries or procedures they've had, or, you know, what they've had going on, what they've got going on right now in their genitalia. I mean, it's, 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 it's really like, I'm, I'm like a wide open book. Me, I'm not shy. You can ask me anything. Mm. You can ask me if I'm orgasmic. You, you know, you can, you can re- we can really go in with it. I don't care. But like, as a general rule of thumb, you know, when you meet yeah, somebody... Be more gentle. I can imagine it's quite a, a really sensitive process that reacts all part of your, of your body and your mind and the hormones and everything must be quite a, a shuffle inside. So I imagine you have to be a bit careful. Well, especially, you know, with somebody who's kind of earlier into their transition, like in the first couple of years, because like the first two years, like after coming out and actually, because there's a lot that builds up to actually coming out, Mm. but then actively transitioning, like those first two years, oh my God, like there's so much crazy stuff going on in your body and your mind and, you know, trying to get people around to call you by the pronoun that you want to be called and identify you the way that you have finally been able to identify yourself. It can be really difficult for a trans person. And it was very difficult for me when I finally understood my identity more and everybody else didn't get right on board. And of course, like I understand that, you know, everybody else has to transition with you, but Mm -hmm. it, you know, it still was like really difficult at the time. Like, why the hell are you still calling me he? Like, why are you still calling me by my other name? I had a lot of fights with my, with my parents. Oh my God, bless them. Bless them so much for, they had to go through a transition too. So. Yeah, it's a big, uh, big update in, in day-to-day life as well, because it's all the reflex and the, the habits. I imagine that they have to unlearn, isn't it? It's all that change. Absolutely. So it's like be educated and, and, and be outspoken. Like, if you see something, say something, right? If something's not right, like put it out there. Like I'm not trans, but like I have a real special place in my heart as an ally for trans and LGBT people. And like, this is not right, you know, and kind of spread the word or this is awesome. This is such like a win for the community. Those are really, really great ways to be an awesome ally. You know, it really just comes down to like caring, (laughs) you know, and being, somewhat educated and also outspoken to the extent that you're able, to the extent you feel comfortable. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you for sharing your divine mission and inviting everybody into your journey. I will put in the show notes the link to your website. Thank uh, you. Because people can still book you for card reading as well as joining your group and the, the membership. Uh, so I'll let them have a look, check you out. And thank you so much for coming and sharing all of this with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Pascal. I love you, girl. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> I'm so happy you got to know Jenna a bit more. I love her personality. I love her mission. And I've been lucky enough to experience her skills. So if you are confused about anything, feeling a bit frazzled, do get in touch with her. I've put a website in the show notes. And if you think someone needs to hear this message in this episode, 
please share it with a friend through email or through social media. I would love this episode to ripple and to be heard by as many ears as possible. I also wish you a fantastic week and I'll see you soon for another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast.